Welcome everyone back to another exciting episode of Pop Cultish, the podcast that does not need a Time Lord to tell you that if you're heading down to the BMV to get your license renewed, be prepared to spend some timey-wimey. Tony Schaub here with you uh, across the desk from my lovely wife, Emily. Hey. And today, of course, uh, we're here to talk about uh, the show that everybody loves, and if you don't love it, probably... Get out. Right. Well, odds are good you probably just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. It's Doctor Who. We've had a lot of Doctor Who news come uh, come down the pipe recently, so... Yeah. So we're here to talk about the future of the show, the past of the show, our favorite doctors, uh, just kind of all things who related mm-hmm. where's a good place to start i don't even know at the very beginning all right well back in <laughs> 1965 uh, no uh, um i think the uh, a good place to start as good as any anyways would be with the recent news that we've had about, mm-hmm. about the show yeah um it's been in the, a little bit of turmoil lately I know. and there was uh, news given to us from the bbc recently that um there's actually going to be not going to be a doctor who season airing this year in 2016 annoying super annoying and very strange now the reason that the bbc controllers gave at least initially was that there was too much going on in 2016 there was the olympics and all this other stuff that they they were like blah blah we don't want to fight with anything come no, on yeah so um like we couldn't possibly find time right like we like a lot of doctor us don't who. own dvrs and things like that so, Lame. right or more so like doctor who fans are like "Ooh, no can't catch a new episode because uh i gotta watch some figure, figure skating. skating oh Ooh, we're so in sync <laughs> no yeah it's dumb very dumb but then the real reason of course was was revealed that um Stephen Moffat is stepping down as showrunner bye so uh, I don't care it's met with some mixed reactions <laughs> I mean, he's done some good he stuff he has not done well I don't think in recent past I think that he has done the show a real disservice yeah I mean so I don't know why that I mean it's probably busy He's got some stuff going on, but I, I'm i not sad to see him go, to be honest. Well, he is, uh, you know, he's a showrunner on Sherlock as well, mm-hmm. so which another, uh, other fans, Sherlock fans, are, are obviously pitching a fit about him not having enough time to do that, so that's possibly why that happened, because I know Sherlock's had an, an erratic schedule as well. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean... I remember th- the same thing kind of happened when Russell T. Davies stepped down and Moffat took over. Everybody was like, bye, good riddance. And then and then it starts out, I mean, I remember Moffat's stuff started out really strong, but I think you're you're right and you're echoing the sentiments of a lot of the fan base in, in, in the sense that the last few seasons have not been up to expectations. No. Well, I feel like they've really done Capaldi a huge disservice and like he's been there what this will be what his third the next season will be his, his third, third season but i feel like i've barely gotten to know him as the doctor at all yeah and it's annoying and that's because a lot of the stories during his time have Stupid focused on clara. the companion right <laughs> and it's it's been very strange right because clara came on during matt smith's tenure and mm-hmm. has been kind of a holdover and it's like the the focus has kind of shifted off the doctor and onto the companion, which is it's very strange. They keep they kept talking about her as the impossible girl and this and that and the other, and they had a I mean an intriguing start, 
but I mean, she's off the show now, and I, I mean, that's technically uh, she's off the show. I, I mean, if if anybody remembers the season finale, I mean, she's she's out there somewhere, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think that all the glory that the character's been given, nothing against Jenna Louise Coleman herself, but the character of the impossible girl and being this 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 big thing, I just. I don't see it as as riveting as I think they wanted no. it to be. Well, and I think there's a I think uh, opinions about that are mixed because I hear a lot of people saying that they love Clara and she's been the best companion <clears throat> and whatever. And I don't know. I just I just couldn't connect with her, and I think I was just annoyed. Like I wanted less her sure. and more Capaldi. Sure. So I I don't know. I'm glad she's gone. I can see a lot but, of uh, yeah. No, I can see a lot of newer fans liking Clara because I think then on the flip side when Capaldi was cast they were the ones saying uh, old doctor why and this and they don't realize that for the first 40 some years of the show that's what it was it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't teen heartthrob doctors like 10 and 11 <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but excuse again excuse you yeah, I 9, 10, and 11 9 is super old it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I know you like them old, Emily. Uh, no, anyways, the, the you uh, know, <laughs> you um, no, that we we were just talking about you and I were just talking about this the other day. That um, yeah, Capaldi feels like he's gotten at least we feel that Capaldi has gotten the short end because uh, the other piece of this of this rumor now, uh, well, at least this is a rumor. It's confirmed that that, that Moffat is leaving the show. There's there's no there's no series in 2016. Moffat, however, is running the tenth series, the tenth season, which will be aired in 2017. Which is a little strange to announce that he's leaving and then still have another year plus before he goes. Um, but then, yeah, uh, Chris Chibnall is taking over, who is uh, best known to audiences for another British drama, Broadchurch, mm-hmm. um, starring um, Tennant. Yes, yeah, I starring yeah, starring David Tennant <laughs> over there. So, um, but uh, but yeah, it's. It's it's strange because yeah he's leaving but then he's not really leaving we have essentially now two more years one season spread out over two years of still dealing with 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 Moffat and and what he's doing the big rumor now is that part of Chibnall taking over is that he wants the flexibility to kind of go clean slate to to, to pick a new doctor and start his new stories with a with a brand new lease on life there and and normally i would be fine with that if i hadn't felt like capaldi was not able to come into his own as the doctor you know like yep. if if it had been like a normal season and capaldi had like you know was it had been able to shine through his pat his three seasons and i it's hard because i like capaldi in his interpretation of the doctor i like it a lot but i have i feel like as a viewer i haven't been given the chance mm-hmm. to really like you know almost kind of like fall in love with his version of the doctor like i did with nine and ten and eleven and so uh, no, like i don't i i do want to see capaldi continue and i would even like to see like a capaldi by himself you know like yeah. for because he kills it like when he's able to just like do mm-hmm. his thing and not have to like like bow to another character like he's amazing yeah what what we've seen of him so far at least what i've seen has yeah. been phenomenal i've really enjoyed his take on the character and to be honest i know we only have a one episode litmus test to pull from but since clara's been gone i mean he had the christmas special with river and it was 
It was amazing. Amazing. It Outstanding. Was excellent. It was excellent. And, and it showed that he can work with another character mm-hmm. and both kind of share that spotlight, which I didn't yeah. feel he had with, with, Clara. with Clara. And I feel like it, the the chemistry that his doctor had with River it's was phenomenal. like out of this world. Oh, yeah. But then when it was with Clara, it was always kind of like this forced, like, are we like a are we friends or or am I annoyed with you? Like, are we a weird father daughter dichotomy? Like it was just never, I never felt like it was natural. But then when he was with river and the scene where he walks into the TARDIS and has to pretend like he's never seen it before. (laughs) Like I thought that was some of his best work as the doctor. And absolutely. So yeah, I just, I would feel, I would feel as a viewer shortchanged if we lost Capaldi. Sure you know soon so yeah it's i don't know it's interesting to think this is something else that you and i were talking about earlier this week it's interesting to think that you know this this last season of moffat's coming up next year in 2017 now that'll this this will be the 10th season since doctor who was you know brought back to life or whatever you want to call it starting with eccleston Mm -hmm. eccleston had season number one yep okay then david tennant had seasons two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith had five, six, and seven. And Capaldi now will have eight, nine, and ten. So it's been kind of a pattern where yeah. there's been three seasons three. and then a doctor's moved. I think the big disconnect, however, is that in Tennant and Smith seasons, like it felt like it was like there. They like owned it from mm-hmm. the get go. And with Capaldi, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it can totally be blamed on Clara. I don't know if it's a little bit of fallout from the 50th anniversary happening and being so huge and like having this almost like day after hangover of where do we go from here. But it just feels like he hasn't gotten his time in the TARDIS. I don't like, I have not enjoyed the storylines, especially this past season. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we hit on this in an earlier podcast, but I felt like it was totally not like the Doctor Who that we, that I especially have like grown to love. Like it was all just very convenient plot lines. Like there would be this weird, like fantastical thing happening. And then all of a sudden, like the loose ends were tied up with really no explanation. It was just like, oh, just because like, you know, like it wasn't. And I, and then I felt like they would kind of like give everything away right away and wouldn't give us a chance to kind of go on that like discovery journey with the Doctor and, like ultimately, I just felt like the storylines were a little pandering. Yeah. Like they were like, "Look at all these cool things we can do." Like we don't care if it's a smart storyline, sure. you know. It was and it was just kind of annoying, and so I have not enjoyed it. And I think that a lot of it was writing, and and Clara was kind of annoying too, and it just hasn't been. It just hasn't been great. I mean, it speaks volumes that one of my very favorite episodes in this season was the one when Clara died. Yeah. And then also the one after when Clara wasn't there. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I think back to when when Capaldi first started, you know, when, when he first came on, mm-hmm. he had that episode where he was kind of figuring out himself as, as, as most doctors do. But then there was the dinosaur in London. And it yeah. was like that, like, I was excited, you know. I was like, this is Doctor Who at its finest. Mm-hmm. It's like zany situations crazy aliens things like that and it just kind of like you said kind of flat flattened out a little bit from there yeah there were not as many crazy aliens it's Mm -hmm. it it felt like the storylines got a little bit more complacent maybe and anything that was going on in the middle of an episode that was like oh how's the doctor gonna get out of this one it was like resolved in the last five minutes and was kind of explained to you as like you would explain something to a child yeah and then move on yeah 
like I remember like some of like Christopher Eccleston's episodes like they would spend like the first half of the episode dealing with the problem mm-hmm. or whatever and then like the second half would be like they would like walk you back through like you know the doctor he would be like oh well this happened so as a result this this and this and this and this and it was like this huge like thing where you kind of like were like oh okay you know that and, and it wasn't that way I feel like they just handed everything to us recently and I don't know and it's too bad because there have been unique story elements that could have been I feel utilized a little bit more I mean I think you and I both both really enjoyed the episodes where um, Missy was a yeah. part of things. I mean, uh, yeah, they a, just kind of like ditched that. Yeah, they were like making a female Bye. master was yeah. nice. I don't know if they figured at the beginning of this ninth season that the since this was going to be Clara's final season that that they had to move Missy out of the way to give Clara her spotlight or whatever. But again, this is this is pure speculation. But this is based on what we're seeing on screen. This is how it feels to at least me, the average fan mm-hmm. who's been watching Doctor Who since the 80s and you a fan who's been watching since the new version has come out so yeah i mean we have two different types of fans here with kind of coming to the same general consensus that uh i mean i mean i'm glad that something is changing i'm just not sure that a a regeneration has to be the key it almost feels like what they do in comic books all the time you know like when back in the 90s superman died and for a while everybody's like okay and then he came back you know like every time there's something big going on in comic books the the company just wipes the slate clean and just starts over you know and it's not you know fans uh, get tired of that i mean yeah you know i've been reading a lot of articles lately that and i mean this surfaces i think all the time when you know, we feel like we're nearing the end of a doctor's run where people are like making a huge push for a female doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like, you know, like I am very like girl power, you know, sure. I, that's, you know, how I am. I love strong female role models and things like that, but I struggle with the idea of a female doctor and I am just being honest. It would be interesting. And, and, and I don't know, like just to me, like it just feels like to me, the doctor is, a male and I don't know why that is like I can't really put into words why that is and but I feel like for me as a fan like I want to have like a connection with the doctor that I don't know if I could have if the doctor was female does that make sense sure. I don't well, I don't know it's it's hard for me to explain but yeah. it, I don't know I, I would struggle with with a female doctor I think at first I would struggle and it could be partially due to it could be partially due to the fact that for the last 50 years of Doctor Who it's been that's a man. All, all we've yeah. had to compare to and you can kind of tell you can kind of see Moffat really in no uncertain terms really testing the waters of how well a for for lack of a better term cross gender regeneration would go bringing the master, master back yeah. as female which um, I loved yeah. I loved Michelle Gomez was brilliant and I thought that that mm-hmm. was that was great I don't know. I mean, we saw it recently in, in, in the last few episodes as well when, when the doctor went back to Gallifrey mm-hmm. and he was going to force to kill the captain of the guard, force him into a regeneration, and he went from a older white gentleman to a black female, mm-hmm. not only cross-gender, but cross-race, cross if you yeah. will. So um, it's interesting. And, and I remember that character in particular, she said when she came back, because the doctor asked her, ha- asked him at the time asked him how many regenerations he had left and i think he said seven or something like that so he shot him and, and she came back and she goes she goes that was the first time i come back as a man and i hated it you know something like that oh, so okay. indicating that she'd been a girl for a long time and, and then there was, was an aberration man, yeah. so so it's possible that they're trying to plant the seed that even if there is a girl 
even if there is a female regeneration and it doesn't go the way that they wanted it to it can go it back can quickly go back to yeah. a guy and they could pl- pawn it off as the regeneration aberration sorry yeah. dick sorry to get rhymey on you there but it's okay <laughs> um more importantly, I'm I'm curious how they're going to explain because uh, again, my my Doctor Who history gets a little fuzzy because they keep retconning things and things like that. But I'm I'm pretty sure that they that Capaldi's regeneration was meant to be the last for the Doctor because yeah, they're supposed to have twelve, well. and they granted him a thirteenth. They granted him an extra one. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to play. Oh, yeah, out. that's true. I didn't think about that. I'm sure Moffat has something up his sleeve that he thinks will be very brilliant, and I certainly hope it comes to fruition. But we'll, I mean, we'll just have to go along for the ride. We have plenty of time to wait for it, which is uh, very unfortunate. The only Doctor Who we're getting this year, reportedly, is the Christmas special, which will come at the end of this year. So we still have ten or eleven months before we're going to get any new Doctor Who, which is really rough lame yep because we had a christmas special at the end of last year mm-hmm. we're gonna have a christmas special at the end of this year so i i believe i don't really have any statistics to back this up but i believe that that's going to be about a year-long stretch and i think that is will be the longest time since doctor who was revived in between mm-hmm. new episodes which sucks totally <laughs> so we'll um We'll keep an eye on uh, on those updates and those situations, and if anything changes, obviously we will uh, we'll let you know. But uh, in addition to having current news for Doctor Who, of course, you and I have have some great love for Doctor Who. It goes back for mm-hmm. for a long time. Do you uh, do you care to regale us with the with the story of your first uh, Doctor Who experiences and things like that? Yeah, I mean, so I had always known being kind of you know a passive nerd that doctor <laughs> who was this this thing that was out there but i never got into it because i knew that it was around forever and there was just a lot and i just didn't really even know where to start sure. and i taught kids theater at the time well before right before i got into doctor who and that's all they talked about was doctor who and i was like i this is just a lot and i can't get into <laughs> it but then you showed me my first episode and it was christopher eccleston season nine and Rose, Obvi, that first episode. Yeah, we with started the, the, at the beginning of the revival. Yep. The mannequins, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Like the crazy mannequins. Um, so, and then, I mean, I was just hooked and I loved Christopher Eccleston's doctor. And I like the relationship between him and Rose was just like, it was amazing. And that's how I feel like it should be between, I mean, there was a little bit romantic, but it didn't really get that way until Christopher Eccleston turned cute and turned into David Tennant. <laughs> But (laughs) I think Christopher Eccleston's cute on his own, but whatever. Um, But I loved how Christopher Eccleston played the doctor. And he was, it was just like this ball of energy, but, but, and he was very sassy and very, you know, like appealing in that way. But also the way he played the doctor was very smart. And you could see like when things were unfolding, you like because Christopher Eccleston is such a good actor you could see like the doctor putting it together and formulating his plan like even before you as a viewer could figure out what was happening and so I I really liked that aspect of of the doctor and I just loved Rose as a companion I thought she was so funny and kind of reminded me of myself a little bit like she you know she was very quippy and had a lot of like sass and I don't know I liked her a lot and um so no I was hooked and I was devastated to learn that (laughs) I only had one season to watch with Christopher Eccleston and <laughs> and I, I that does make me sad and you know I I wish that he had continued cuz I feel like he could have done so much more 
as the doctor and I feel like their relationship could have you know been fleshed out a little bit more and because it was such a dramatic shift between him and David Tennant I mean it was oh, yeah. like night and day yeah. and I couldn't handle it I, I wanted to stop watching yeah after that I was like no I'm good I think I can this is it. that that was enough I remember but then um <laughs> <laughs> um no and then that's the Doctor Who that I really loved, and I know it's like, and watching it now versus watching the new Doctor Who, it looks really old, and it was just like 2005, but it's, it looks, well, yeah, yeah. it's 11 years ago. It I looks mean, like it, yeah. but but I like it, and I, I like that it's kind of like some of the some of the monsters look a little cheesy, and some of the you know backdrops are you know look a little fake, but I I don't know, I think it's cool, and I and the storylines were for me better because it was harder to figure out and like I said they spent a lot of time explaining what why the doctor did what he did and um and I think with Christopher Eccleston more than with any doctor it was um apparent all the time how much the doctor refused to resort to violence and Mm -hmm. I they I mean they really pushed that during Christopher Eccleston's season and because he would spend so much time you know saying like you know, this is what we're going to do instead, you know, put, you know, put the gun down, like, let's talk about it, things like that. So, oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I was hooked, but then, you know, it's hard to say no to David Tennant also. So he was great too. He was, he was good. Yeah. You don't forget your first (laughs) doctor though. I don't think. No, you're right. I will never be more devastated than I was when Rose left the show. I mean, God, that episode. Yeah. I was, I, still today like if it's on and I watch the Bad Wolf Bay episode the I suppose if it's the last time I have to say it Rose Tyler and then he disappears and I'm like (laughs) what how could you do this why you gotta do me like that so no yeah yeah. that's the way it goes but no yeah I remember sitting down and and watching that that first episode with you it's always fun for me because like you said, you've kind of been a, a, a passive nerd. You've enjoyed some of the stuff, but you really haven't dove too deep into mm-hmm. it until we, until you and I really got together. But yeah. um, uh, maybe I'd like to dedicate a later episode to to the hits and misses of, of sci-fi that I've introduced you to because there's been some, <laughs> there's been some ones that you've really latched onto and are in love with, yeah. and there's been some ones that you just couldn't care less about. So I know, and it's interesting. Yeah, we uh, yeah we'll save that for another episode <laughs> because I think that will be a very cool, uh, a very entertaining aspect. But but yeah, I remember sitting down and and and, and watching the the new version with you. I think it was after it was in between the ninth and the tenth season when they were on. Well, actually, no, I mean it was. It was definitely it after. It was during Matt Smith's season, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I think you're right because it was definitely later. Yeah. Uh, but but yes, it was it was definitely after Eccleston's season had been completed and, oh, and, yeah. and and in the books for a while. But but yeah, it's um it's definitely one of those shows where I think a lot of people are familiar with it, mm-hmm. but they kind of have that attitude that you have that they're like, I'm not sure that I can get it. Yeah. But when you sit down and you get it. There's a there's a meme online that's like someone watching the first episode, like their very first episode, like and they're like, okay, you know, like, this 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 guy's he's an alien or something, and then <laughs> and then it shows like seven seasons later, and it's got like the person like in front of the TV with the fez and like <laughs> like screaming along the theme song, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that pretty oh, much yeah. sums it up, I think. But yeah, uh, it's yeah it. And yeah, and I can I can remember watching the first sitting down for the first episode, being like, oh, okay, like whatever. And then like literally five minutes in, I was like, run for your life! Like this is awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, no, it, 
Yeah. And it's not for everybody. We have friends Mm -hmm. um, who are, you know, they like nerdy stuff like us. And they told us, you know, we tried to watch Doctor Who because of you guys. And we just couldn't get into it. And we were like, you know, okay. Cool. You know, and some people just, yeah, it's it's not for everybody, but it's definitely for me. (laughs) Yeah. I can't remember the first... Like, I don't have, like, a catalyst where I was, like, it was, like, a dark night. And I, you know, I, I, I don't have, like, a first day. I do know it was it was when I was when I was growing up. I was, you know, in my early, I was probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was late, late 80s, mid mid to late 80s. Um, you know, and at that point, I was really kind of gobbling up all the smart sci-fi that I could. Right. You know, in seventh grade, I had been introduced to the, um, to a, to a book that would, Oh, change my life if you will uh, the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh, I've, i i make no qualms in, in saying that that was a a very formative book for me but um but looking at you know was trying to find other science fiction like that i had always been a long been a fan of star trek and star wars and things like that and right, right. you know growing up we had off and on sometimes we had cable sometimes we didn't sometimes it was just you know the basic channels you got which is the local stations and then always pbs you know the educational channel PBS, and I'm interested. It was just one night on, on PBS. It was like a Saturday night at like 10 p.m. or whatever. It was just flipping through like the six channels and and ran across a, a Doctor Who episode. Right. And I was like, I, I'll give it a shot. You know. Okay. I like British stuff. I like sci-fi. Let's give it a shot. I do remember it was it was Sylvester McCoy. It was Dragonfire, um, one of the episodes there, and I was uh, I, I felt like I was hooked. You know. Yes, it was in in retrospect, it was incredibly cheesy settings and effects and things like that. But it's the story that sticks with you. And I think to this day with Doctor Who, that's the same thing. It's the, it's the stories that reel yeah. you in that that make you want to hold on to the character. Yeah. And you can see, even if you can't see visually, you know, they would show you flashes of an ice dragon glittering on the distance or whatever, you know. But it, it's one of those things where it's it, it's like you you fill in the blanks with your imagination. And that's what good stories should do, mm-hmm. should make your imagination work. So... So yeah, from there I was I was pretty well hooked. So Sylvester was my first Doctor, the seventh Doctor. Um, that was the randomly enough that was the episode where his companion passed from Mel Mel to Ace. That's where Ace came on and Mel departed. So um, Mel also was a time traveler, right? She I mean she wasn't a time lord, but she her storyline right Mel was a time traveler. I'm pretty sure. I can't recall if she started as a companion. I mean, she, when she left, she went on with Glitz, one of uh, another space alien. She went on to have more adventures with him. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I cannot immediately re- recall her origins. If she, if he was, if she was something that that, that he picked up on Earth, or or not. But but yeah, after that, of course, um, you know, I, I followed the season. It only had another few seasons until um the show wrapped up at that point uh, and but then of course PBS kept showing um you know reruns and things like that so I got to catch up with some of the more classic episodes the fourth yeah. and fifth and sixth doctor and things like that um you know yeah she's a she uh she was a time traveler okay um but she this is interesting mm-hmm. she was one of the o- she's the only companion to never have her first adventure with the doctor chronicled on screen because she came in with the presumption that they had been traveling for a while gotcha which is interesting. It is interesting. But and in one of the episodes, he leaves Mel, present Mel, mm-hmm. to go meet up with her as past Mel. Interesting. Yeah, and that's how. I don't like, think I, yeah. saw, I saw that. I haven't so, seen that one, but that's that, that, yeah. that's really funny. So, so that's cool. And that's why I cosplayed as her because she's the best. Well, no, just go. kidding. Rose is the best. Well, 
she can be a close maybe (laughs) mel can be a close number two for you so um but yeah we uh, you know we've had a chance to enjoy not only uh, new who but classic who in fact we have uh, we got a pretty good going along your cosplay lines we've got a pretty good classic who story that Mm -hmm. we like to regale our friends with and you're you're more than welcome to regale the listeners if you'd like um so tony being a huge sylvester fan at our wedding we had some cardboard cutouts of people's faces. One was Eccleston and one was Sylvester. Um, and at PopCon, what was that like? Two, the very first, very Pop-Con. first Popcon. So two years, three years ago Pop-Con? now. Pop- oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that would have been 2014's PopCon. We, Sylvester was a guest. So we went um, cosplaying as Tony went as seven. And I wanted to go as Mel because I liked her look better than I liked Ace's, you know. Sure. Mel's a little more feminine and I liked the curly red wig. It was fun. Um, so we stood in line to meet Sylvester and Sylvester recognized me right away. He was like, it's Melanie Bush. And I was like, Yay. <laughs> he did. He like yelled yeah. down the line. It was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's probably the only one he saw that day. Yeah, probably. Um, and we went up and had his big cardboard cutout head that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, we took it with us. And Tony said, we had this at our wedding at a photo booth. And he was like, no, you don't say. Like <laughs> he was literally, I said, you were at our wedding. He screams at everything we learned. He's a jovial man. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so he signed it and it says, uh, Tony and Emily, congratulations. Or Good luck. Good congratulations luck. Congratulations again, again <laughs> Sylvester. So that was really fun. Um, and Sylvester was cool. He would just like wander the oh, con floor. Awesome. Like we would be like at a booth and Sylvester would just like wander by. Mm-hmm. And then um, he went, there was a booth that had a TARDIS set up and he ran up and like people were standing <laughs> around it and he goes, this is mine. And everyone like was just like backing away. Like, I'm sorry. And like, he just like stood in it for a while. It was really funny. It was funny. Um, and then at this year's PopCon. Yeah. My, my Doctor Who experience came yeah. full circle with yeah. my first companion and my first yeah. doctor. It possibly then possibly one of the best celebrity interactions oh i think we've God. ever had it was insane such as yes yeah, so sophie aldred uh who <laughs> yes who, who played ace was there at the 2015 popcon yeah. just a, a delightful lady we had a chance to uh, to do a an interview with her and it was it was great to chat with her yeah and then randomly after saturday's portion of the convention um, we went from the indiana convention center where the convention was held next door to the circle center mall which they are connected by sky bridges and things like that mm-hmm. but we were at the we got there just in time to grab some food from the food court because it was it was late and we were tired and hungry and things like yeah. that so we're wrapping up our food and there's not many other people there and uh, you and uh you and one of your gal friends had, had gone over to get a snack from across the food court mm-hmm. And I was uh, sitting with one of my friends, and sure enough, a, a gal comes along just loaded with bags. By herself. Lo- by herself, yeah. turns and says, oh, hello, and it's Sophie. She's <laughs> just wandering to the mall, buying crap. She she, she told us that, that this- She brings an empty suitcase. Right, she yeah. always brings an empty suitcase because this is her chance <laughs> to buy American stuff and bring it back with her. And and, and I, I remember when we were talking to her, you turned around and you were look. I, I could see from across the food court, you're giving me a weird look because you see me talking to this girl. And I was like giving you the come here sign. And you were like, what the heck? And I just finally just yelled over. I was like, it's Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool. She remembered our name. Mm-hmm. She remembered who we were. We saw her on Sunday and she gave us a big hug to say goodbye and everything. I mean, it was She's just amazing. Just a, 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 you could tell like a celebrity who who loves to kind of have that interaction with the fans, which is very cool. And I don't know if we already talked about this on a, on this podcast or if we talked about it on the other one, but 
the way she found out that she got Ace we in had, Doctor I don't Who think we've talked about that here. It was so. so cool. I'll just do it really quickly and then we should yeah, yeah, no problem. talk about something else. But um, <laughs> she was doing a stage play. What was oh, what was that play? I forget. It was Fiddler on Fiddler. the Roof. Yep. She was in the chorus. Yep. Um, and she had gone to audition for Doctor Who. She took the train. She said she had, and she was annoyed with her agent because she had to take the train all the way to go audition and she knew she wasn't going to get it. So she went to audition, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. Finally, they called her back to audition again and she was annoyed again because she had to get on the train and go all the way out. So So she went and she auditioned again for Ace and then she didn't hear anything for a long time. And then there was one night she got there and this was before cell phones. I think. Yeah, oh yes. Before. Long before. Yeah. We're talking like, yeah. we're talking like 80, 83, 84, something like yeah. that. So. so she got on so she showed up to a performance of Fiddler and there was like a bulletin board, I guess, with like communications or whatever. And there was a note for her that was like, ring your agent. That's what she said. She said, <laughs> you have to ring your agent immediately. And so she called her agent and her agent was like, you got it. And so she had to go be in the chorus of mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof, knowing that she had just landed a companion role in Doctor Who. And I just think that's the coolest story that's I've amazing. ever heard. Because I mean, Doctor Who has always been big mm-hmm. in, in Britain, even even back yeah. in the in the mid 80s. And yeah, she said that um, that that chorus people were like congratulating her on stage. Like, honestly, like congratulations. And didn't <laughs> didn't uh, the guy who was playing Tevia turned around like and turned said, around yeah. and was like Sophie? Yeah. congratulations. Yeah. And I just kept going. And everybody with was the like, show. yeah. So yeah, it was super. That's uh, I love that story. It's and awesome. I know things aren't like that anymore. Like now, like they probably like text you and they're like, "You got Doctor Who." emoticon well now you hear now you hear about it on twitter before yeah. anybody tells you because so. because it's leaked from directly from the source so. i know yeah but i just think that's the coolest story and she just is the cool like she was just a really really cool person and yeah i liked her a lot so yeah yeah it was great to talk to her yeah. it was great to to meet sylvester we've been seeing a lot of other doctor who more and more now, I think uh, Wizard World has kind of pioneered at the conventions, bringing the Doctor Who people to the fans. We see yeah. Billy Piper out there a lot. Not in Andy, though. No, we've seen we've seen Tennant out there get out there a, a time or two as well. Clara was here. Uh, yes, Clara yes, came. that's right. Jenna Louise Coleman was at Indiana Comic Con last year, and we she did, did not meet her. Either. Wait, was that maybe that was that two years ago? Last year was Carrie Fisher. That's right. Which was which was huge because I remember there's back to back. Uh, two girls yeah. that have had huge lines but yeah we have not we didn't get a chance to karen meet karen gillen so. was at one of them i think they had karen gillen here i see but i don't remember which con or what yeah. year yeah, I, but don't remember, but. I didn't really care for amy pond so <laughs> i don't know why I, she's annoying no she, she was, was there great. for way too long no she was good and she kept trying to kiss the doctor she got married to another guy and, well that there's the problem oh mess <laughs> just a disaster <laughs> No, I guess probably my least favorite companion besides Clara has been Martha. And it's not even because of Martha herself, but they they did her a disservice. She got a bum mm-hmm. yeah, Because she, got a bum ride. she came right after Rose. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was still torn up about Rose. Mm-hmm. The, the viewership, I hope, at least me, was still torn up about Rose. And yeah. they gave her this unrequited like love, like she had a crush on the doctor. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. She knew that he was in love with Rose because, you know, he told her, like, I lost somebody I loved. You know what I mean? Whatever. So, but Martha came into her own on that episode where she walked around the earth for a year telling the story Mm -hmm. of the doctor and things like that. But, yeah, I feel like they, but she's gotten to do some cool things since being the companion. Yeah. Um, She's been on a couple episodes. Who does she, she was affiliated with one of the, 
Was she with Torchwood? She was with somebody in some like, pat like. I believe she's done some after. Torchwood stuff. Yeah. yeah, I believe she's one of the people who's got to come back and do some uh, big finish yeah. audio productions as well, which is which is cool. So. So I mean, she's done okay, but this when we're just talking about Martha and 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 talking about other companions, I think this may be another reason too why the Clara thing is so polarizing is because she could legit in in some fans eyes um she could legitimately be the first companion in in the new who that has legitimately been like not pleasing to the majority like Martha like you said she got 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 kind of a bum ride nothing was wrong with her though but you know Rose Amy and Rory, Donna. Donna, they've all been really fun companions. Mm-hmm. Really, there's nothing to dislike about any of them yeah. on the whole. And then Clara comes along and it's quite polarizing and it's uh, a different feel. One of the things with Clara, too, is that she had like her, and, and maybe this isn't a bad thing now that I'm saying it out loud and thinking about it, but Clara brought like things from her life into her life with the doctor Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like some there was like some drama going on and 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 I guess Amy and Rory had some of that too but they did it together in a way that was fun it was in the doctor's situation yeah but Clara was very much like we got to see a lot into her her life outside of the life that she had with the doctor and and I guess it's not a bad thing, but it was just so different than yeah. you than we've seen. So yeah, and, and then maybe that was another reason why people were kind of like, no, I don't, I don't care about what you have going on. Like <laughs> that was probably part of the reason why it felt like the focus had been taken off the doctor yeah. because Clara brought this outside stuff in with her that yes. wasn't immediately doctor centric. And yeah, and for me, I was like, okay, that's great, but like. Show's not called like, Clara Who. Yeah, let's get her own Doctor show Who. or something. Yeah. Like, I don't give her a, give her a spinoff to Sarah Jane Adventures. You like, know, it, it, yeah, it was kind of weird. And then she she weirdly wanted to keep her outside life separate from her life with the Doctor, whereas you know Amy and Rory, like mm-hmm. it was completely integrated. Donna was integrated, you know, with her grandpa. And, you know, he was another character, but they were in the Doctor's storyline. And then Rose and Mickey even came along with them for a while and but Danny Pink was just like this is like this I don't want to mix these two worlds and so it was just weird yeah. I don't know I, don't know. I think for me lo- looking back on it, I think it all came to a head when at at some point during Clara's run I don't even I don't even re- remember when but at some point I sent out a random tweet and I think I just said I miss canine yeah and when you start to wonder if a robotic <laughs> dog is better than a than, than a human in terms of a companion you have to think that your priorities have gotten shifted in terms of a character yeah. development so <laughs> I don't know I don't know, I don't know either <laughs> um but really what we need to do in the meantime, since we're not getting any new Doctor Who episodes this year, um, Doctor Who fans, you need to keep yourself entertained somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, there are ways to do that. Um, there are uh, audio. Not Netflix anymore. No, not Netflix. There are audio productions out there. Um, there's a company called Big Finish that is doing a lot of great audio productions. You'll hear a lot of um, um, classic legitimate doctors. Uh, Sylvester McCoy has done many of these. Um, Paul McGann has done a ton of them. The Eighth Doctor lives on in the audio dramas. So you, you do have a lot of chance to to get new Doctor Who adventures that you wouldn't have gotten any other way. Um, comic books are actually, the comic scene is a great way to kind of get these now too. There's a, there's a, a really cool company called Titan Comics. So please go search them out. They have ongoing series for The Eighth Doctor, 
and his adventures, new adventures, the ninth doctor and new adventures for him and Rose and mm-hmm. Captain Jack, 10th Doctor, 11th and 12th, they have up through Capaldi. From Eccleston to Capaldi, they're creating new adventures for all the n- revitalized Doctors, and I believe they're even doing some for the classics as well. So there are plenty of plenty of good stuff out there to keep you Whovians satisfied mm-hmm. until the actual show comes back in this December and beyond gosh that sounds like such a long time when you I say it out loud so it's february and Super i'm talking annoying. about december I so know. but yeah go go seek those out and do it tell us your thoughts we want to hear about your doctor who experiences what you like who your favorite doctor is what your thoughts weigh in on on clara gate if you will or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it so <laughs> uh, come find us facebook.com slash pop cultish find us online uh, pop cultish.com at twitter we are at B B E pop cultish, uh, come join the conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yep. So yep, do all of that. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted. All good. Yep, no problem. So uh, <laughs> I was googling all those things we, you were talking about. We, we never want to. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those conversations, or one of those topics where we could like go on forever. Indefinitely I could talk about, forever but, about Doctor Who, but I think it's about time to put a cap on this. We'll probably come back to it at some point, obviously, and uh, and. And now, yes, this is beautiful. (laughs) And now you know from hearing this conversation that we're going to have a future episode about other science fiction that has stuck with Emily or not stuck with Emily. And that should be a great, great episode for you to listen to. Stay tuned for that. It'll be fun. Because I'm going to lose some fans probably when you hear the things that I didn't like. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. So until then, my friends, don't forget to be passionate, Mm -hmm. be proud, but most importantly, be popular. Bye.